Welcome back to the Call on Our Shop podcast. We are live every Wednesday, 10 a.m. Eastern time on YouTube, and you can download the Call on Our Shop podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And I got to do a special shout out. Last week was our most downloaded podcast. So we appreciate you guys for going out there to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and downloading it. But I'm Austin. I'm joined by Logan and Sam, the usual suspects. We're here to talk about week four. We're also talking about big week five matchups in the NFL, talk about our Super Bowl favorites, and so much more. And then we'll finish it off Thursday by talking about Thursday night football, Rams versus versus Seahawks, all of it timestamped down below. If you're new to the channel, click that subscribe button, click that like button as well, and shout out to our two newest all-stars, SNFU and Nick Bednar. We appreciate your guys' support. But Logan, how are you doing, man? How was your weekend? Uh, it's, it's going really well. And, you know, we got the sports trifecta, trifecta going on. We got college football, we've got pros, and we've got baseball playoffs starting. Go check out my Heck baseball yeah. videos. A, a, little, a little bit of a plug for my baseball videos, but it's it's a really exciting time to be uh, a sports fan and a sports gambler even yeah no you are not wrong we're about to get a weird overlap where every single sport is in season for and I, I know there's always this like ESPN post with like there's an NHL there's an NFL there's an NBA all of those types of yeah. games like I forget what they call it but it's an exciting time to be alive Sam how are you doing well you know what I made a fatal fantasy mistake this week I hit the road Thursday after work arrived where I was headed going to the beach um Got there after the uh, eight o'clock game already started. What I do, T. Higgins, three of my four rosters, he was starting. <laughs> Ended up going one and three this week in fantasy. Not not great, but you know what are you gonna do? Got to move on to next week. <laughs> um, I would ask if that his decision to start or sit was the reason that cost you a week, but sorry to hear that, man. Uh, as a T. Higgins owner. I wish he was out there, but alas, he was not. So we're going to move into week four biggest takeaways. And there were a lot of, a lot of things that went on in week four. We'll talk about a lot of them, but I'm going to start off with you, Logan. What was your biggest takeaway? Cause I think this one might hit close to home. Yeah, no, it, it hit very close to home. Now as a Carolina Panthers fan, what, what game was I watching the most of in the, that one o'clock slot? It was Cowboys and Panthers and the, and the Cowboys Look, the Cowboys are a thing this year, and and I don't want I don't want everybody to come from my head saying you guys say the Cowboys are a thing every year, but this Cowboys team feels different. What feels different to me is Dan Quinn and that defense. They finally have a defensive coordinator that knows what he's doing, right? It's it's there's talent all over the field. You've got obviously Micah Parsons. You've got Diggs who has an interception every single game this year. I mean, he's how wild. impressive has he been? He's he's been absolutely impressive. Ezekiel Elliott is running angry. He's running hard. You've got Tony Pollard. You've got Dak Prescott, who's on a who's on a comeback tour. Man, this this team is live in the NFC picture, and and a lot of people aren't ready to to crown the Cowboys. I wasn't ready to crown them, but I am. I'm ready to say that they're they're a thing this year. They have looked really good, and besides, even the week one, you could argue that they could have won. They could be undefeated at this moment. They have looked awesome. Um, I, you know, as a person that always watches these Cowboys and I liked your upset pick last week which was the Panthers I thought you know they had a chance and as the game you know started it was like all right they got a decent chance and then they kind of fell apart towards the end of the game but Cowboys they've looked legit we'll see I mean they got to be the front runners obviously in the NFC East this is a big showdown I think this weekend though they do play the Giants and it's a game that you know you think about it man the Cowboys could drop this game because it just makes no sense but I'm excited to see where they go defense digs he's looked awesome We'll see how he matures because he says still says he has to room to improve and everyone does in the NFL. So I'm excited for it. Sam, what about you? How'd you how'd you how'd you like that game? Uh biggest takeaway is that any Zeke doubters are completely silenced at this point, right? Like I know there were some question marks going into the season. Is Zeke gonna be the Zeke of the past? I think he is, right? I mean, he had a great game. Um, 
you know, just a three-headed monster with what that offense can do, right? Between Zeke, Dak, and, you know, Amari Cooper slash C.D. Lamb. Looks like one of those two guys is always going off. Seems like they're hitting it on uh, basically every every different caliber. So, yeah, I like the Cowboys, and I like them in an easy division. So they just need to not screw up the easy games when they play the Giants like next week. So they can pull the pull that W out. I think that's decisive of – and indicative of how that season might go for him. So got to win next week. Yeah. And I got to say a big shout out to Dalton Schultz. He's had an absolutely killer start to his year. I really got, I got it left off the page last year week and I was hurt badly because I picked his under in my normal video. He's looked really good. Won't be taking his under ever again. They feed him the ball and he's looked awesome. So props to him. He's going to get paid this off season. So I hope he continues to you know grow in that offense. But yeah, Cowboys, they're looking legit. Um, they got a lot to be proud of. If you're a Cowboys fan, I'm going to take my biggest takeaway. Talk about the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I was skeptical, and in a lot of my picks, I was picking against the Cardinals this weekend. I was thinking, you know, playing the Rams, they've, what, lost, I don't know, eight straight games to the Rams, never beat them with Sean McVay. What do they do? Just came out and punched him in the throat. It was not a game from the start. Cardinals looked legit. Kyler Murray looked about as MVP favorite as he possibly could be. Arguably should be the MVP favorite, at least through the first four weeks of the season. He's looked insane, and if they keep it up, I don't see there's any way that Kyler Murray does not win MVP. Cardinals' defense looked pretty good, stopped Cooper Cup, made them miss. I mean, Cooper Cup had 13 targets, only caught, I think, five or six of them. They looked really good. I'm in on that Cardinals team, excited for them. Big week this week against the 49ers. Massive letdown spot. Well, you know, we will talk a little bit later about MVP. You have, we have a point, though, about Kyler and what he's doing. Um, definitely making the case for himself that, hey, you know, He's had some doubters in the past about is he in that top tier? And yeah, you look at last week, you know, what else is there to say against him at this point? So yeah, I know really good performance for uh, the Cardinals and what I thought was going to be a lopsided game in the other direction. So I think they proved a lot of doubters wrong. Definitely. Yeah, they looked awesome. Sam, what was your biggest takeaway in week four? Um, I, my biggest takeaway was uh, might be the best week for New York football fans. Uh, oh. really nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like that. Both the Giants and the Jets. And, you know, look at what the Jets did. Uh, you know, Zach Wilson started to look like the little bit of Zach Wilson that we saw in the end of his first game against the Panthers. He started to get things clicking with Corey Davis again. So some hope for the Jets next week against an easy matchup. And look what the Giants did. And there, uh, we're going to win this thing on our first drive in overtime. Um, Daniel Jones finally getting a connection going with uh, Kenny G. So I think some good takeaways on the offensive side of the ball for both of those teams. So Giants, Jets were my big takeaway from last week. I am super excited, not only as a Jets fan, and I'll talk about them later. I don't need to go on here and just hammer the Jets and be a Jets homer, but I'm really excited for the Giants and mostly Saquon Barkley. I know he had a lot of haters, a lot of doubters in the preseason. People were dropping him in fantasy football. They're like, and including you, Sam, you were like, no, I'm avoiding Saquon Barkley in every single league. And it's still four weeks in. So I'm not necessarily, he could suffer a setback, you know. Injuries are, you never can predict any injuries, but I'm just happy to see what the Giants did this weekend. And finally, I've been preaching, why finally they started to use Kadarius Tony. I know Logan loves Kadarius Tony as a Florida Gator alum. They finally gave him the ball and he looked actually decent. I don't know why they weren't using him, but we'll see. Finally getting him the ball. Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard both were out. So we'll see how they did. But shout out to the Jets and the Giants. Big overtime wins this in week four. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, come on, let's this little this is a bit of mirage. Chill, chill, Giants and Jets fans. <laughs> chill, right? Go, go crawl Let us back have something. Stewart crawl back into your sewer i know i know you get so excited you pop the champagne over winning a game but go go 
that that is this is a mirage. Jets faced an absolutely atrocious, depleted Titans team, and I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say this: when we look at the end of the year, the Saints are gonna be one of those teams that you're gonna be like, we had expectations for them, but they really underperformed. I don't think the Saints are all that good. I, I shout out to the Giants for finally putting together something offensive. But I, I, I'm still not sold on either of those New York teams. I think you'll see that probably next week when the Jets do lose the Falcons in a spot that they, they probably should and could win. Well, you know, yes, the Titans were depleted on offense. They were out Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, obviously their two biggest wide receivers. But, you know, they had Derrick Henry, they had Tannehill, they had other options. Uh, I don't think the defense was suffering that many injuries unless I'm missing something. They're just bad. They're, they're a terrible defense. They're like 32nd or 30th in pass defense. They're just bad. But still, the caliber team that you think the Jets would be able to beat, I think, is a little bit lower than the Titans. I think the Titans were were above what people were predicting. And you look into next week, there's nothing to get excited about with the Falcons. So to say that's a lock for them, I think, is a lock. I, I mean, I, I, it's it's in London, so weird stuff can happen. But I don't want to talk too much about that game because I know Austin's got something uh, to say. A yeah, bit we'll talk about that in a little bit when we get into our week five upset picks. That's a little bit of a spoiler for who mine is. But there's a lot. I mean, you got to think about the Jets. We were down bad. We were 0-3. We were like, you know what, Zach Wilson, he's getting sacked every play. It was it was miserable being a Jets fan, and even a Giants fan could say the same exact thing. So it's just exciting to see, and it goes to show you, and it's something I preach in my videos. Anything can happen. Any team can win on any given Sunday, except for the Texans. They're terrible. Um, sorry, oh, sorry, they didn't deserve that. That was rude. Um, <laughs> but, but for real, any team can win on any given Sunday. It's the NFL. It's like you could have – the Patriots almost beat the, beat the Bucks if it weren't for that upright. I mean – this is why it's so hard betting spreads in the NFL. And that's what I try to preach. I've had a great start to the season, but it's like, it's, it's the NFL for a reason. Any, any team wins. It's not, you know, college, you have a lot more blowouts than, you know, NFL wise, but still in college, any team can lose too. You, I mean, I don't know. I could be some several upsets in college too, but wrapping up week four, that's the end of the relatively the end of the quarter of the NFL season. We're going to talk about our Super Bowl favorites and Sam, I'm going to start with you. Who are you riding with your Super Bowl favorites starting for the rest of the season? Well, I told you last week you need to get me a cheese head, and you still need to get me a cheese head because <laughs> I'm on the Packers train. And it's one of those things. Can I point to any statistic and say this is why the Packers are the best team or most likely to win the Super Bowl? I really can't. You know, a three and one team that looked awful week one and hasn't looked amazing in any of the last three weeks. You know, some close games. I mean, should have beat a Pittsburgh team a lot more than they, they won by last week. Um, but it's something about Rodgers and the poise I see from him this year and the connection that he now has, not just with Devontae, but with Randall Cobb, which was always the question. Of course. That he never had his wide receiver. Um, running backs, A.J. Dillon looks good as a compliment to Aaron Jones. So I think they finally have a, a run game they can depend on. I think some of those question marks that always held the Packers down from getting through the NFC championship game, I think they kind of have those things covered on offense this year. And so late in the season, you need you need a quarterback like AJ Aaron Rodgers at the helm, and I think he can get it done. So that's why I think he's a Super Bowl favorite right now. Finally, they freed AJ Dillon. Um, uh, you heard me preaching all throughout the preseason. I thought AJ Dillon was legit, and they didn't use him the first three weeks of the season. So finally, happy to see them giving him the ball because that man's massive. He's a unit. It's hard to tackle <laughs> that guy, and they're going to need him yeah. to win those games if they're going to get home field advantage, be in Lambeau Field. In December and January, they're going to need him. And he's it's not Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones can run through someone, but it's not like A.J. Dillon, who's 250 pounds coming through. 
they're going to need him to earn those tough, tough yards, fourth and one kind of thing. So Sam, we won't bash for the Packers when they lose an easy game. One of these weeks, we'll maybe we'll come at, come for your head, but Logan, who's yeah. your Super Bowl favorite so far? Well, uh, preseason, I picked the Bills, and now I'm all, I'm all back on the Bills. Look, I, I really do like what the Bills are doing. They've just had some very impressive uh, victories now. Is it against some inferior opponent? Yeah, the Texans are bad. But the, the spread wasn't minus 35 and a half. No, I mean, they, 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 they looked very impressive uh, with Josh Allen and that offense finally clicking on all cylinders. I'm curious for what, what you guys will, will find the weakness with the Bills because early on in the season, I, I thought – well, maybe maybe the running game is is not not going to be great, but they're, they're they're running the ball pretty decently. You know, Zach Moss and, and Singletary that's a pretty decent two two heading headed monster, and they don't need to run the ball when Josh Allen is playing outstanding like he currently is. They have a big matchup this week. This is the this is kind of the make or break week for me on the Bills as they play the Chiefs. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Our game predictions. It's a big week for them. But I'm going to move on to my team. And now I do think the Bills have a good shot because it's in the AFC. I think the NFC is much stronger. And I'm going to stick to my Super Bowl favorite from the preseason. Stick with the Buccaneers. Not because, you know, I necessarily love them and love how they've looked so far. But I just think they are they have the most talent out of any team in the NFL. And that's on a ride with them. They got, obviously, Tom Brady, who did not look good in his return to Foxborough. But it was a rainy night. Anything can happen. You know, Belichick knows Brady better than anyone else in the NFL. So I think they had a good game plan for him. I do like the Buccaneers. They've had a ton of injuries on defense and they keep coming. But you think about last year, the Buccaneers struggled throughout the first, like, I don't know, eight weeks of the NFL season. They struggled. And that's kind of seems to be the same thing. They had a lot of injuries last year, finally got everyone healthy and made a big run and obviously ended up winning the Super Bowl. So I'm still going to stick with the Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl. They were my Super Bowl favorite so far. I think can, can I team take, um, especially <laughs> after, I mean, what we just saw last week, they should have lost that game. Yeah, arguably. I think it goes to show maybe just how central Gronk was to that offense. I mean, they looked like they couldn't get things going without him. Like, that was a notable absence. Um, and, you know, again, look, I, I was a Buccaneers fan. I still am. I'm pushing them last week. But, I mean, after seeing their performance last week, I'm rethinking that. I mean, I think it's a little bit of a question mark. Are they going to be able to do the exact same thing they did last year? I don't know. But they definitely should have lost that game, and they should definitely be – a two and two team right now. So I don't know. We'll see. I want to, I want to attack him from both angles. Right. I, I mean, you just talked about the offense. You're right. The offense definitely wasn't clicking. Now could that be Belichick defense? Maybe a little bit. Right. But that, de that defense for the bucks, you peeled Richard Sherman off the couch, right? That, that That's crazy. It's crazy how depleted they are and how they were letting Mac Jones get what he wanted. Right. Against, against good NFC teams. Austin, you met, you just mentioned, the NFC is deep. This is not – if you're going to pick Super Bowl favorites, I, I wouldn't touch anybody in the NFC. There's there's going to be some parity over there. The AFC, there's definitely value with the Bills. Look, get the Bills right now before they beat the Chiefs because if the Bills beat the Chiefs, everybody and their mother is going to be believers in them. That's, why I, that's, that's where the value is at for sure. I get the criticism, but it's Tom Brady, and I'm still going to ride him into the ground. I mean, yeah, you even said it yourself. They have a ton of injuries, and their secondary is as depleted as any in the NFL. And the front seven's still killing it. I don't think the Patriots had ran for positive yards. I think Damian Harris had like negative three or four yards rushing. It was they stuffed Indeed. them. And you saw <laughs> Mac Jones jumping it off 31 for 40, a lot of dump offs. So I think they'll correct that. They'll be better. I just don't think they're going to be. I think the defense will get better. Sure. Did you love seeing Richard Sherman out there week one, three days or whatever? They signed him on Wednesday or Thursday. Boom, he's out there starting. You don't love that, <laughs> but he'll get better. He's obviously rusty. And I think they'll get Carlton Davis back who missed most of that game. 
they got a lot of lottery. I mean, it's, it's the bucks. I'm not scared of the Falcons or the saints in their division. And I'm still not sold on the Carolina Panthers. Sorry. Hey, hey, Sorry. Hey, not talking. Hey, 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 I'm just saying <laughs> you're going to have to beat the best, one of the best teams in the NFL. Before we're coming for some respect. Because, but coming moving on, and we're going to talk about them. not Carolina Panthers are not my team, but we're going to talk about the most overrated teams in the NFL through four weeks. And Sam, I'm going to let you start this one off. Well, um, I might need a clown nose for the, for the hot take I'm about to give you. But who's the hottest team after last week? The Cardinals. And I proceed to say the Cardinals are the most overrated team for a couple of reasons. Let me present my case, Your Honor. Right, so right. a couple of things. First off, what did we see last week? Well, we saw Christian Kirk do not much of anything, right? So questions there. We saw A.J. Green have an amazing game, which we know is not sustainable for A.J. Green. We saw Kyler play lights out, which, again, there's question marks about whether he can do that long-term, sustained period of time, especially late in the season. And James Conner, back-to-back two touchdown games, I think that's an anomaly, and I don't think we can count on that, you know, going on deeper in the season. That's a tough division. It's going to remain a tough division. And so for them to be successful after the beatdowns that they might have to, even if they come out successful, endure in all those divisional matchups, I mean, that's tough. And so right now everyone's writing off the Rams and uh, the 49ers saying that it's, it's the Cardinals division. I don't think so. I think the Cardinals are still lock and step with um, the Rams. And I think, yeah, they had a great game, but you play that game, you know, nine out of 10 times. I don't think you're going to see that same outcome that you saw last week. So Cardinals, I think, need to be taken down a peg. I don't think – I think there are people that have crowned them like the number one team in power rankings or things like that. And I don't necessarily agree with that, but there's a lot to be excited to as a Cardinals fan. And I do think more so – I believe the hype. I think A.J. Green and James Conner can continue what they've been doing. Now, James Conner going to get two touchdowns every week. Heck no. That, but they're taking what the defense gives, gives them. It's not like James Conner's going out there and busting off 50-yard runs. It's not what he's doing. It's one-yard touchdowns, and it's not a yard longer. Because it's just they, they get to the, the one-yard line, and boom, they just pounded in. So that's something they lacked all of last year, so good for them. Kenyon Drake had, I think, the most goal-to-go rushes, and he did not convert a lot of them in the last season. So props to them for getting James Conner. And A.J. Green, I picked his under for season-long receiving yards. I'm happy to see him succeeding because, heck, A.J. Green one, was one of the most talented receivers in the NFL with the Bengals. He just couldn't stay on the field. So props to him. And then I, I think they have so many weapons, which is something they've lacked in recent seasons. They had to trot out an old 40-year-old Larry Fitzgerald just because they had to. Um, and he was just meeping around there. But now they got Rondale Moore, who I didn't even really see him much in week four. And obviously, you have DeAndre Hopkins. So, Logan, what are your takes on the Cardinals? Yeah, no, I look, I, I don't I didn't know what to think of the Cardinals, but I, how they played the Rams was very inspiring. I, I don't know. How you okay? Sure, Sam. They're not going to go seventeen and zero, right? Nobody's saying that, right? Well, let's 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 just take what we've got on the season so far. And I look, Kyle has been playing outstanding. Last year was I. I really did go and bet some of my own money on Kyler MVP. I was like, this is the year. I was just a year too early. This is this actually is the year on on Kyler Murray. I I, I think. Kyler and that offense is clicking another year with, you know, there's some chemistry with Hopkins with Cliff Kingsbury. The offense is, is it, there's no question marks there. And the defense has been playing really good. How, how they made Matt Stafford look bad, right? Matt Stafford had a lot of bad throws, bad decisions. The Cardinals, why, why, why would you rain on their parade right now? Let them, let them be They're They're a hot <laughs> team. And they're, they did a statement win last week. They absolutely did. I, I can't dispute that. 
But yeah, they're a 4-0 team. And those other three wins, Tennessee Titans, Minnesota Vikings, Jacksonville Jaguars. That doesn't say a whole lot. That doesn't instill a lot of confidence. A Tennessee team that just went down to what team? My New York Jets. That That's is, a different Tennessee team. Relax. The Vikings, yep. one and three, look like they might have a coaching change in the offseason. And the Jags, probably the worst team in the NFL. So let's see if they can keep it up, right? And they've got, you know, San Francisco coming up in the schedule. Packers, San Francisco again. It's not an easy next set of games for them. Let's, let's reassess after week eight and see if they're still the uh, eight no team that a lot of people are writing them off as. I'd be surprised if they were 8-0. and I think anyone would. I think the biggest thing for the Cardinals, they have, and this is a weird take that I was just thinking of, they have Kyler Murray playing like Russell Wilson. And what I mean by that is creating plays and not taking hits. You know, Russell Wilson, he never takes hits. He's like, he avoids sure. him. He's Houdini. He doesn't take mm-hmm. hits. And that's why he's played in every single NFL game of his career. And that was the big thing that happened last year to the, to the Arizona Cardinals. They were, they were a decent team. And then Kyler Murray got injured. I mean, he still played and still gutted it out, but his shoulder was not there. And they're not making him run it that much. I mean, you think about last year, he had, I don't know, 10, 11 rushing touchdowns. That took a beating on his body. This year, he does not have nearly the rushing volume. And I think that's the big change that they made. They're like, Kyler, we know you love running around. We love watching you run, but you got to chill. And I think that's what has made them one of the best teams in the NFL. Excited to see where they go. But yeah, they're in a tough division. They're If they go, you know, they win 13 games. I think they'd be happy, but it's a tough division, but my biggest overrated team. And I know we have someone that follows the podcast Browns backer. So close your ears. I think the Cleveland Browns are overrated and here's why now the Cleveland Browns have looked relatively pretty good since week one, they beat the, they lost the chiefs, but since then, you know, they beat the Vikings last week, the week before they beat the bears. And I don't remember who they beat in week two. I'm just not in on their team. And here's why I think they're just overrated because of, I don't think Baker Mayfield's that good. And maybe that's a hot take, but you see Baker missing easy throws like to Odell Beckham Jr. was wide open to just ice the game. He's missing easy things like that. The running game, Nick Chubb's doing well. Kareem Hunt's doing well, but I think their defense is overrated from right now. They're like one of the best ranked defenses in the NFL. And I just think it's overrated. Now, Jeremiah, I don't know his last name. I can't pronounce him. He's played really well, but the defense is their Their stats are inflated from the bears game where the bears got like three yards of offense. I'm not sold on it. It's a big week against them. They're traveling to SoFi stadium, taking on a Chargers team that I really like. I think this is the make or break. If the Browns win this game, maybe I'll be back on the hype train. I just think they're overrated. Browns backer, relax. I got your back, man. The, the, the Austin is speaking some, some blasphemy. This team is going to be all right, right? They have to get Jarvis Landry back. They got some injuries uh, on offense for sure. I like what their defense is doing. You were, you're going to say a Wusu Koromoa, right? That's that's yeah. who you're trying to go for. But they're, 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 their secondary is really strong. They have a really good running back. It kind of sounded like when you were talking about that, you were convincing yourself, you're like, man, maybe they're not as bad as I'm thinking. Yes, maybe maybe they haven't won the games in the fashion that you want to, but this is the NFL. You know that. There's some parity, and I, I think, without a doubt, they will win at SoFi Stadium against the Chargers and, and remind people why they're this ground-and-pound kind of gritty team, right? That's going to be, you know, you get hit with a Nick Chubb and then Kareem Hunt comes in. It's that one-two attack. There isn't, there isn't a better one-two attack in the NFL. Relax, Browns fans. Austin's just coming for your I don't think no I reason. just don't think they're I just don't think they're a top three team in the AFC and I was sure they'll win the AFC North probably although the Ravens did look pretty good it's just not a team that gives me a lot of confidence it's like a Tennessee Titans light if they get down they're not winning and that's what I think the Cleveland Browns are if they get down and they can't pound Nick, Nick Chubb or like the Titans do with Derrick Henry they're not winning the game I'm just not sold on Baker Mayfield don't think he's he's that guy I think he's good he's talented but not sold on his talent so far in the NFL that's just 
that's my hot take. I just don't think they're all that good. Yeah, I think it's a consistency thing for Baker because you he has those games where you're like, wow. Yeah, exactly. He had a great week one. He he looked awesome. That's why I think that's why I'm so down on him is because they needed to win that week one game against the Chiefs when Baker played out of his mind. And they should have won and they lost. And those are games that you have to win when your QB plays much higher than I think he's his ceiling or is he's capable of playing week in and week out. Definitely his lack of chemistry with any sort of wide receiver, though. That's a big cause for concern. I mean, but you, you gotta love what you're saying with Miles Garrett. And with that run game, yeah. I mean, those, those are some perks. But look, Chargers, uh, Cardinals, Broncos, th- those are three tough games, right? I mean, yeah, they got a tough slate ahead of them. And um, I know I, I agree with you in that respect. I, I think they're closer to a 400, uh, 500 team than a lot of people want to, um, you know, admit. But, you know, when you look at the AFC, it's the Chiefs and then it's the Bills. So when you said top three team, it's like, well, it's really like, who's the third best team, right? And Because that's what's yeah. up for debate. And I like the Browns, but who are you putting up against them? I guess maybe the Chargers, maybe the Raiders. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'd say the status quo on the on the Browns is correct as is right now. I mean, we'll see. I think the Ravens have a good choice, chance. I mean, they've, they've looked pretty good the last couple of weeks. But, Logan, who's your most overrated team in the NFL? Right. I originally, when we were, when we were discussing picks, I was like, do I want to go to Kansas city chiefs? I kind of talked about them last week, but I'm scared to make Patrick Mahomes angry. I, I don't want to do it. Right. We, we've already seen him throw for, he dropped a million touchdowns yeah. uh, on, on the e- poor Eagles. They didn't deserve that, but mine is, mine is a team that I think is going to go into a tailspin and that's going to be the Las Vegas Raiders. I, I, I just, the, the way I interpret this question as, what team is, is significantly worse than their record? And I think that's the Raiders, right? They, they got lucky even beating the Ravens um, in that Monday night showdown. I, I am not sold. I'm still one of those people that's not sold on Derek Carr. I, th- that defense, while at times they can get after the, the quarterback, they've got some decent pass rushers. That secondary is bad. They, 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 you know, Justin Herbert had his way with them. I, I, I think the Raiders are going to go into a tailspin, and, and John Gruden's just going to be left uh, red-faced tomato look himself all, all he wants to the Raiders and I'm glad you brought this up because man you do not know the slander I got for picking the Chargers spread <laughs> on Monday Night Football and it's funny because normally what happens every time people slander me in the comments the bet ends up cashing because it's like I'm going against the public and that's how I guess how you win money but yeah everyone's just like no you're an idiot pick Raiders and then the, it was never it was no sweat bet I really didn't have to sweat much until like a little bit in the fourth quarter and then the Chargers iced them, but it was that and the Jaguars plus seven and a half. I got slandered for them. And then here they are winners. So I, man, I'm not in on the Raiders. I'm looking at their schedule. You got the bears this weekend. Then you have Broncos, Eagles, Giants, and then you get the chiefs. So their schedule's not hard. We're not going to say sit up here and say the bears right or Broncos and Eagles are necessarily the best teams in the NFL, but, and the giants. So I, I don't know. I'm not in on, I'm not in on the Raiders. Sam, what are your thoughts on the Raiders? Well, you know, they have a passionate fan base, so maybe you can stand by them. Maybe they'll like you. (laughs) I had the Raiders beat the Chargers, so I I guess I got that one wrong. I more so thought that the Chargers were going to flub it and then choke like. Oh, I was too. Um, And that didn't happen. So, I mean, I guess, you know, we got to give Herbert some kudos there. He's uh, he's getting it done. Um, It's just such a tough division in the AFC West, right? Because, I mean, the Chiefs and the Chargers, they're just looking so awesome right now. And yeah, so I, I think. The expectation that Derek Carr is going to be able to continue what he was doing, that efficiency through the whole season, I think is unrealistic. So in that sense, yeah, there's due for a return to normalcy there. And uh, we've got to bring the Raiders down a peg. 
I think Joey Bosa summed it up pretty clearly. And if you didn't see his comments, I strongly urge you to go read them because he basically trashed Derek Carr in his post-game press conference. He's basically said, in essence, if you get pressure on him, he just he curls up in a ball and he and that's it. And that's what they did. They made they got pressure on him early and he just struggled, except for those couple yep. drives to start the second half. And I think that's kind of I mean, I like Derek Carr as a I mean, I'm not gonna I don't hate a lot of players in the NFL, hardly any. So I think he's talented, but I just don't think this Raiders team is all that good. Their record's much better than it should be. And I think at the end of the day, they'll be a nine and eight team, right around that five hundred mark, maybe ten and seven. I just don't think they're a playoff team. And I, I sure See hope it. they aren't. I don't yeah. want it. I don't want it. But let's talk about so we're going to talk about a little fantasy football. We're going to start talk about what do you do with several players? We're going to talk about players that have had a great start to the season and players that haven't had a great start. And I'd argue if you were redrafting leagues right now, I think a certified running back one, Corderell Patterson. What are your guys' thoughts on oh, Corderell Patterson this year? Uh, <laughs> as someone that rosters him in our league, oh I'm curious what you guys have a takeaway on Corderell Patterson, whichever one of you guys wants to go. I, I feel I feel pretty strongly about Mr. Patterson. First of all, you you, you keep belly aching to me. Why, why does ESPN have him as a running back and not a wide receiver? Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. I mean, he's running routes like a wide receiver. I don't understand that. He's a hybrid. Um, yeah. But how unsustainable is Cordero Patterson getting all these touchdowns? Like you, you think, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy out there just watching how, how defenses uh, focus in so much on Wrigley and Pitts and here Cordero Patterson is waving. Hello, give me the ball. It's, it's, it's real. It really is crazy. Um, if you've got, if you've got Patterson, this is the ultimate sell high, right? You, you have to sell high. You cannot expect this sort of production. Uh, you, you'd be, you'd be a fool to hang on to him and watch him re- regress back to normal. <laughs> I mean, I- completely. Yeah. You don't keep him in a redraft. You ship him off. Like I shipped off Sammy Watkins at the beginning of last season, right? He is peaked. This is his high three touchdown game. Come on. And yeah, as a Kyle Pitts owner in, in a league or two, pulling out my damn hair like one of these touchdowns <laughs> has to go to Kyle Pitts right no, no. Patterson, Patterson, Patterson that's a fluke it's an anomaly this is not sustainable efficiency for him he's running back three on the year and if you play in leagues where you count return yards which there aren't many leagues out there that count as return yard the man's getting like 30 to 40 re- return yards a week so he's RB1 probably in those leagues he's been insane but my question to you is as a quarter of Patterson owner what would you give me like what are you? You're not going to give me your your RB one. I wouldn't think. So what what would be your offer, Sam? If I were Go. to say Sam, Sam. Well, if you know what is kind of the mid range because I don't think you're giving me obviously like a Saquon Barkley or someone like that for him. But where's kind of the middle ground? No. Well, again, it's hard to like. Are you really going to trade running back for running back when he's not even really a running back? Like I would like put him below uh, the Mixon range, but above. Uh, like, it's just so it's like, why would I go out and, and try to get this guy? I, I don't know. Well, I mean, here, well, 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 if you're a Miles Sanders owner, would you rather have Miles Sanders or Cordero Patterson right now? Well, it's That's a legit question. Are you going to go with the stat line or with the name, right? Because, yeah, I'd rather have Miles Sanders because I, I think, okay, that he's going to, you know, return to a certain level of performance. And again, I don't think this thing with Cordero Patterson is sustainable. So, um, I'm not seeking him out yet. I need to see another week or two of this performance before I'd make any sort of attempts to get him. And yeah, the fact that he's a running back is just downright wrong. I don't know why ESPN still has him as a running back. Most other sites have him as a hybrid running back wide receiver. I'd love if he was a wide receiver because my wide receivers aren't necessarily the best. Um, But 
I don't think I, my, my whole point to Corderell is I don't think you can train him for anything valuable. I think there's a lot of people like you guys that are smart fantasy owners. Now, if you find a, a bimbo in your league, that's like, Oh man, I don't like the way Jonathan Taylor started. I'll give you him for Corderell Patterson. Then yeah, heck yeah. I'd, I'd hammer that trade the minute I saw it come through the queue, but I just don't think you're getting that much value for him. And I think this is a guy like, sure. He's not, you know, playing a ton of snaps, but how do you not, if you're the Atlanta Falcons say, we got to get this guy the ball more. I mean, he's had five catches in the last and each game in the last three, I've had six, seven carries too. And they play the New York jets this weekend. So, I mean, it, I mean, the jets looked good and their defense looked decent, but it was, they still gave up a hundred and what 60 yards, Derek Henry. Now Cordero Patterson is he Derek Henry. Uh, I, don't, I don't think so, but Hey, I'm excited as a Cordero Patterson owner. He'll be in my lineup this week as David Montgomery went down and I'm all in. I think, I think you keep him. And this week it's against the Jets, and then he's got a bye week, and then he goes against Miami. Maybe you want to deal him that week because Miami's not great. Either way, I'm in on him. But let's talk about another guy that's number three in his at his position, Debo Samuel. What are you doing with him in fantasy? I'll let you start with him, Sam or, or Logan, because Debo Samuel's been about as good as they come in fantasy football this season, and it came really at the expense of a guy that you drafted, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, stop. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> need to be reminded of that. Sam, Sam said, pulling his hair out over Kyle Pitts. Well, guess what? I got Kyle Pitts as well. It's, it's, it's a frustrating <laughs> time. It's a, it's a frustrating time over here because I did say Brandon Ayuk is going to be a guy. He's going to take that, that next step forward. He looked so impressive last year, but he's just running out there as a decoy. He's just getting some exercise. It seems, uh, yeah. Debo Samuel has been absolutely amazing. I, I cannot understand how defenses keep leaving him wide open, right? I was talking about Cooper Cup last week. How does he keep, keep getting open? Debo Samuel is actually running wide open uh, a lot of these games. It's, it's a very impressive uh, start to the season for, for Debo. But kind of what I mentioned earlier, I still think this is more of his, his, his peak. This is a 49ers team that wants to run the ball. They're not a pass-first offense. And now you've got potentially a Jimmy Garoppolo injury. Does that make you feel great about having any 49ers wide receiver? I don't, I don't think so. And, and, and again, I, I just think, uh, you know, given, given the surrounding cast, you got Kittle, you got, you do have Ayuk there. There's, there's a, there's no, enough, no. there's enough. Ayuk is gone. <laughs> Stop. No, there's enough, there's enough mouse to feed that, that this offense uh, might, might go Debo, Debo might have a few dud weeks in there soon, even. I you mean, know, he might, but it's, it's hard. What were you going to say, Sam? I'll this isn't just like one week of performance, and it's not just receptions and tar- uh, touchdowns. I think as a fantasy owner, the most telling stat is targets, right? And his targets have been awesome, 12 and 10 and 8 and 12 over the first four weeks of the season. You know, I thought Debo was going to have this elite year last year. I remember drafting him in a couple of weeks last year. I think he battled some injuries, and so I kind of counted him off this year. And, you know, at the end of the day, Quarterbacks are going to fall in love with the guy, right? And so right now, Kittle's not performing at all. Ayuk's really not performing at all. And I think this Debo thing is a lot more sustainable than what we saw maybe out of Patterson. I, I like this moving forward. And so if I'm getting trying to go after him, am I going to go after Patterson or Debo? I'm going after Debo. And I, oh, think, yeah. I think he is going to continue this performance. And that's a guy where I don't view this stat line as an anomaly. I think this is more in line with what he might actually be able to do for the rest of the season. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, I, I would say if anyone were to offer a trade, Debo Samuel versus Cordero Patterson, I think anyone with, who's getting Debo wins that trade. And I, I do think, I mean, you point out the targets. I'm looking at him 12, 8, 10, 12. He's been awesome, and I don't see why they go away from him. It's not like Ayuk's in the doghouse. He's never getting out. That's his home now. And, uh, yeah, Kittle's not playing all too well. Kittle's never been known for getting touchdowns either. I believe he's never had a five-touchdown season. 
I Debo Samuel's legit. Now Trey Lance, I, I'd like to see. I didn't look at his the like splits between Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance, but I do know Trey Lance threw a touchdown to Jim or to Debo in the second half. So you think he's looking for him? I mean, what's not to get the what's not the reason to get the ball in his hands? I mean, he runs tough. He's looked insane. And I think he leads the league in, in receiving yards too. He's looked great. And I'm not necessarily sold on that that 49ers defense at the moment, not looked all that great. So they might have to be throwing in more games than, than running the ball like they really want to. So I, I don't know. I like Debo Samuel. Now, do you trade him? Now, I think I think the big question is, can you trade him? And I don't think you're going to get value back for him. Like, I don't think someone's going out there. He's wide receiver three. I don't think you're getting a wide receiver one back for him. I'd argue he probably deserves that. So I'd probably hang tight on him. But let's talk about another guy that's really not performed up to to expectations. That's Alvin Kamara. Uh, what are your thoughts on him, Logan? Do you I mean I know you you've had you've had a, uh, Alvin Kamara in a majority of your our leagues whenever we played. You don't have him this year, but he's been a fantasy rock star for several years. But what about this year? Yeah, and and the and the whole reason why I said this is a this is a, a don't touch player this year because I wasn't sure what it's not gonna what it, what the offense was gonna look like with Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston out there. I, what did I say? I mean, I, first of all, the, you know, fantasy aside, I, I don't think the Saints are all that good of a team. I, I don't really like the supporting cast uh, that they have around Kamara o- offensively, and he's just not getting the, those targets. I mean, <laughs> look at look at his stats. It, it's it's quite disappointing for anybody playing in a PPR league. You draft Alvin Kamara because you want him to be that Christian McCaffrey type role, going out there and and re- receiving. Do you know what 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 sort of receiving stats is does Kamara have? I'm sure maybe you have. Yeah, pulled yeah. Up. I I was pulling them up and I put them in our show notes. He has ten receptions so far this year, which I'd be curious what his normal numbers are four games wow. of the year. But I compared that to a guy that's exceeding his reception number. That's King Henry with already fourteen on the year. You'd think you know King Henry's got fourteen. You'd think we're like in week fifteen of the season. King Henry's the most receiving uh, receptions he's ever had in the season. Nineteen. He's six away. And not to mention he's on pace for 2,167 rushing yards, an NFL record if he gets to that. Obviously, we have an extra game this year, so a little bit different. But, yeah, Kamara not getting the receiving work that you'd love to see. I would be panicked as an owner. I mean, he's getting a ton of touches, so if you're hammering his over and rushing attempts, you're cashing it. But, man, he has not looked good. I mean, just just not getting him the ball in good ways to be a fantasy football effective player. And then you got Taysom Hill, vulturing touchdowns. I, yeah, I'm I glad I don't have that. a lot of shares of Kamara because I would no. be pounding my head. I'd be like, this is why, why is Taysom Hill in the <laughs> you, game? You see, you see first and goal and Taysom come running in <laughs> there. Like, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> you just know. It's, it's not going to him. Yeah, yeah, tough. Yeah, it's brutal. I mean, who are they getting back in two or three weeks? Michael Thomas, right? So, you know, it's hard to have a zero target game minimize even more. But you bring Michael Thomas in, and like if he's not catching the ball now, Alvin Kamara is not going to be catching the ball. Michael Thomas is back, so yeah, that dual threat um, in uh, incentivization that he was for so many years just doesn't seem to be existent this year. Yeah, I mean, I I don't want to necessarily say you know I did just say he hasn't gotten a lot of receptions. Obviously, I do think that he will get more. I think as the season goes on, they'll realize you know we got to get this guy the ball in space, let him do what he's great at, and that's receiving the ball, but. So I think if you're an Alvin Kamara owner, I think you, you got to be a little bit panicked, but you got to have patience. I think, you know, they'll eventually, they're going to fix it. They're going to get in the ball in space like that. They don't want him running the ball 25 times a game, which is what he done two games in a row. I mean, I, I just can't see them wanting to do that. But yeah, you're right. Michael Thomas returning in a couple of weeks. I believe he returns week six or seven. Yeah, it's, 
I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. But talking about another guy, I don't know what to do with Allen Robinson. Sam, you take it away. I know you got him on your team. Yeah, I got him on my team on the bench. Um, benched him for Brandon Cooks this past week. Although I will say there's a little bit of a silver lining, and that was that, you know, the performance that we saw from Justin Fields two weeks ago was really depressing. It looked like there was no outlook. Things were really bleak. Last week, Justin Fields looked better, right? I, I thought the Lions were going to upset the Bears. That didn't happen. Bears came out swinging. Um, so while that didn't really translate to fantasy production for Allen Robinson, there is some hope there. But as of right now, can you actually start him? No. He's got to stay on your bunch until he gets some more performance. I need to see maybe not even just one. I think I might need to see two weeks of performance from Allen Robinson before I you know, throw him back in. It's just and it's, it's a shame because I took him as my uh, wide receiver one, and he's just putting up nothing consistently. Yeah, yeah. I'm on, that, on that Bears offense, it really is hard to trust people. Now, now can I ask a question? And, and this might sound absolutely crazy, but who do you want going forward? Allen Robinson or Darnell Mooney, right? Darnell Mooney plays that, that role that, like, we see sometimes with rookie quarterbacks. They just lock in on a target, and they're like, I really want that guy. Well, it's kind of looking like early on, Justin Fields and Darnell Mooney have some sort of weird chemistry, right? Darnell Mooney is, is definitely probably somebody that, that you might target, you know, maybe in the waivers this week. I, I, I definitely think Darnell Mooney might be a thing going forward. As you mentioned, Sam, that, that offense did look, look uh, better, right? They, they have to. There wasn't any, anywhere else to go. So I, who, who, who do you want in that? Allen Robinson is going to have a good week one of these weeks. That's my bold prediction. I think that it eventually they got to get on the ball. And maybe that is returned from Andy Dalton returning to the lineup because Justin Fields, well, I did play well. And I don't necessarily think, you know, if they went to Andy Dalton, would it surprise anyone? No, it's Matt Nagy. And I think they looked better last week because Matt Nagy, I believe, wasn't calling the plays. Big surprise. They looked much better last year when Matt Nagy didn't call plays. They looked much better this week when he didn't call plays. Another guy, we'll speed through this one because we want to get into week five matchups. Robert Woods, he had a better week this week. Um, I, I'll be the one that tackles him. I think better days are ahead for Robert Woods. I think uh, you think about Sean McVay. I think he even talked about Robert Woods was angry after the game. He hasn't been getting the ball. I think he's due for some more points. And I think he's a better fit. I mean, you can't trade him now. I mean, he hasn't really had much of a good week. I mean, he had straight to touchdown, but not too much. Now we have one quick question, social question from my dad. Uh, he asked who's going to win first, the Lions or the Jaguars. Uh, do you guys have a take? I can give you their schedules, but maybe you have a more positive outlook for one of them. Um, well, you know, I was pretty confident about the Lions going into last week, and uh, they just didn't get it done against the Bears. Yeah, that, that interception was embarrassing. Um, um, we'll leave it at that. And now all the controversy around the Jags, although I will say if there was a time for the Jags to get catch a W – it would be against the Titans this week when they're reeling against that Jets loss that hurt so bad. But um, between the two, I think the Lions are going to get one quicker. Yeah, no. I think oh, – what are you doing? Uh, I'm just going to say, looking at the schedule, no, I, 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 can, I cannot see where, where the win's going to come. You just mentioned Jaguars, Titans. If you're picking Titans in that one, you, you cannot feel good about it. The Jaguars have talent. They – LaVisca Chenault, they're finally getting involved. Yeah. I don't like what I'm seeing at all from Jared Goff. He, he looks terrible. He really does look like a deer in headlights. The Bears defense is good, but Vikings, Bengals, Viking, yeah, but he is seeing ghosts, right? Something about it, man. But Vikings, Bengals, Rams, those are three games. Those are the next three for the, for the Lions. That doesn't look good at all. Jaguars next three, Titans, Dolphins, Seahawks. Could the Jaguars win against Titans or Dolphins? Absolutely. Dolphins are reeling. Dolphins look 
very trash uh, recently. So, yeah, I give me Jaguars. I would like Red Zone to be able to feature out some games in Jaguars, Dolphins in week six. I'd like to feature that game out. I would never like to see a single highlight. You can keep it. I don't want it. I doubt it. I think it'll be blacklisted or whatever on every single TV. And then we already, I don't even need to talk with Urban Meyer. Uh, there's a lot of question marks there. Uh, we'll see if he's even the coach by the time the podcast goes live on Wednesday morning. I, I, I don't know what's going on, but let's move into some week five underdog picks. Then we'll wrap up with some matchups and then Thursday night football. Sam, I want you to start off with your underdog pick this week. Well, I'm picking the team that I picked against last week, and I'm picking the Bears. Uh, right now, it's plus 198 uh, money line against the Raiders, but they're playing in Las Vegas. A Raiders team that, you know, is coming off a, a tough loss against the Chargers. Um, some question marks, you know, there's so much hype about Derek Carr going into the game. Now there are a lot of question marks after the game. And you're looking at a Bears team that, did Justin Fields show me enough to make me really confident? Absolutely not. I think he only threw the ball like 11 for 17 was his stat line or something like that. No touchdowns, but the progress from this past week to the week before was substantial enough. Plus with that defense to make me think for that value, I like a feeler. Throw that out there. Bears beating the Raiders. Yeah, I'm not going to hate on you. I picked the Bears a couple weeks ago and uh, they didn't, didn't show up. So I hope they show up better this week because that's when I picked them against the Browns and they got just absolutely spanked. I do think they have a chance this weekend. Well, I, you know, I don't know if I'll put money on their money line, but I think they got a chance. They're a good enough team. They got enough talent. Justin Fields got to look a little better. It doesn't help that David Montgomery's not in, but I'm going to go to Logan. Who's your upset pick? Actually, you know what? I'll go first because we'll transition from yours into some big matchups this weekend. I want to take my New York Jets in London, plus 155 versus the Falcons. Here's why. Falcons, uh, yeah, I'm not sold on them. I don't think they're all that good. They just beat, They just lost the Washington football team, which is terrible. Washington can't do anything, and they got Cordero Patterson relying on him for three touchdowns. Now, I do want to bet on uh, Calvin Ridley. I bet he has a good game this weekend because he's been relatively quiet. So it's like a couple, like five receptions in every game. But my New York Jets, our New York Jets, Sam, are getting a W. We're going to two and three. Zach Wilson really looked good that in fourth quarter. And I think it finally, his, his receivers finally gave him some help. He's been putting the money, the ball in the money, granted, some of them to the defenders. Um, but I do think he's got a good chance. He's putting the ball in the money, and Corey Davis finally caught it. I think he had like six drops prior to that. I might have made that number up. Definitely did. But I'm all in. New York Jets, plus 155. Hammer it. Stop, 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 stop. I can't, I can't <laughs> How do I mute someone? How do I mute someone on here? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I got to put the kibosh on all this this Jets talk. For real. It, you, this is, Talk about like a, a, a reverse trap game, right? A lot of people are going to be saying, oh, Jets, you know, they finally got the win. Let's, let's no roll one, with no, the yeah. momentum. Yeah, no, no. You're going to have people uh, believe in. You're going to have people That's believe in. And then you're going to see Zach Wilson's stat line, 200 yards, three interceptions. You're going to be like, what? Well, what was that? Right. In, in London. <laughs> no, get, Kyle Pitts is catching a dang touchdown this week. They so close. They target him <laughs> a ton in, in the red zone. He's, He's catching a touchdown for us, Sam. CJ Mosley says no. Still not catch a touchdown, but you know who will? One Jamison Crowder because the Jets oh, are yeah. now with Jamison Crowder on the field. That 0-3 without him, that's behind us. That's the past new Jets football team. I'm ready to get hurt. In London. <laughs> in London, the added twist at night. You're, you're going to wake up early. Yeah. Wake up early for an L. Waking up then what do you do throughout L. your day? You can't <laughs> stop. Right about that. <laughs> We're ready for everyone's going to be watching the New York Jets. Oh. And you're going to have to because it's 9.30 a.m. You're like, heck yeah, NFL football. You're like, oh, we got a London game. You're going to turn it on. Jets, Falcons. Uh. <laughs> well, yeah, you're in for no. a treat. 
my treat, <laughs> Logan. You can't bash us anymore. You can bash us next week when we get absolutely spanked in London. <laughs> but Logan, who's your who's your upset pick this week? Uh, I'm picking something that actually makes sense, uh, right? <laughs> the Bill, Bills plus 125 on, on DraftKings versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Look, I, I'm, I'm not sold on the Chiefs defense one bit. I think Josh Allen, he, he's projected like 30-something fantasy points on ESPN right now. He's, he's going to have a day. He's just absolutely going to throw the ball over at the Chiefs, do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. And I, and I don't think the I, – I think the Bills defense is good enough, right? Sometimes we sleep on them. Sometimes we're so enamored with, with Josh Allen that we don't talk about the Bills defense. But the Bills defense is going to present some problems up front for, for Pat. Look, I, I think at post-125 – I don't care that it's an arrowhead. I don't, I don't care one bit. Give me bills all day long. And we'll transition from that into the bills chiefs preview. Cause Sam, I want to hear your thoughts on this game. Cause it's a big one. You know, you got the chiefs sitting at what two and two. So you have to, obviously the bills are at three and one. It's a big game for both teams. Sam, what's your takeaway on this one? I think hype for the bills is high right now. I mean, yeah, they pitched two shutouts, which is always nice, but I think it was against the Texans and the dolphins, which um, I hate to detract from that, but that detracts from that. And you're looking at a Chiefs team, Mahomes touchdowns in the last four games, three, 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 five. The man's on fire. He's only getting warmed up. Tyreek Hill was in full swing last week, right? There's got to be a lot of confidence behind that. Kelsey was quiet, and they were still getting it done, right? There's concerns about who was going to be wide receiver two on that team. When Tyreek Hill's being wide receiver one, two, three, and four, doesn't really matter, right? They were so prolific, yes, they're going to be facing a tougher defense against the Bills, but the Bills need this to be a low-scoring game to win because I don't think they can keep up with the proficiency that Mahomes can when he's swinging. So it's all about the outcome, right? If it's a low-scoring game, going Bills. High-scoring game, going Chiefs. So I really, just, I don't really know at this point, but I'm leaning towards the Chiefs. Yeah, Josh Gordon should be activated this game, so we'll see if he actually gets into the game. But it's a tough one to predict because I think you could see both outcomes. Could you see the Bills come in and just, you know, look like the much better all-around team? Absolutely. Could you see Patrick Mahomes did what he do last weekend? Yeah. I don't know. This is like the Bills kryptonite. I'd still ride with the Chiefs. I think this is a big, like, game. They just obviously had a letdown game last game when they were in, at home in Arrowhead losing to the Chargers. I think this is a big game. They need a win in front of those fans. And I would pick the Chiefs, and I don't think I'll pick their spread. I don't know if I'll bet a lot on this game. But, yeah, I think the Bill, this is a big week for the Bills defense because you got a lot of people saying, you know what, this defense is legit. But like Sam said, you're beating up on trash teams. Like you got to prove it against the big dogs, and this is a big dog. So I guess we'll see how that one goes. We're going to talk about one more matchup, Browns-Chargers. We kind of hinted at it earlier. Um, well, who, who's your guys' takeaway for this one? I think, Logan, you said you're riding with the Browns, though, right? Yeah, no, I am right with the Browns. And I, I think this is, this, this is kind of be kind of a little bit of Justin Herbert – uh, facing a really good defensive front. You already mentioned Miles Garrett. Yeah, they, they've got a lot of talent up, up on Cleveland. Don't sleep on them, right? Browns backer. He, we're, we're back in the Browns in this one. I don't care that they're traveling to SoFi. I, I think Justin Herbert pro- probably going to have a pretty pedestrian uh, day. It's probably going to be a low, lower one of the lower scoring games of the weekend. But give me Browns in a close one. Yeah, you know, I'm obviously not a Browns homer. Um, I do like the Chargers, but I do think this game will be Relatively close because I think it's a letdown spot for this Chargers team coming off, you know, win against the Chiefs, then against the Raiders. Big two games, short rest. Um, I'm excited to see with this game. This should be a fun one. And on contrary to popular belief, I think this is the high scoring game just because it doesn't make sense. You got a Chargers defense playing out of their minds, Browns defense playing out of their minds. Everyone's picking the under, but here it goes over just because it doesn't make sense. I, I, that's just how the NFL is. Sam, what's your takeaway with this one? And then we'll shoot into Thursday night football. Yeah, you know what? I bet against the Chargers last week. I'm not going to do that two weeks in a row. 
I just think they're an all-around better team. And, yeah, I like what I'm seeing from Herbert. And, you know, if Kirk Cousins can, you know, get it done, well, they lost the game, but air it out to Justin Jefferson, I like the Herbert to Keenan Allen connection. I think the Chargers win. Kirk didn't do anything against them. <laughs> he did not look good. And airing it out to Keenan <laughs> Allen is not – that's not – they don't do that. It's like, hey, Keenan Sam, Allen me does. to you. Me to you on screen is how far Keenan Allen runs his routes. He, he's not going – it's hike and he turns. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, it's, it's, it's a weird one. But let's shoot on into Thursday Night Football, wrap this up. We got a big one. Rams, Seahawks, Rams – are the two-point favorites. They're traveling to to uh, to Seattle to take on the Seahawks, obviously over under 54 and a half. Obviously, you got the Seahawks coming off a big week, week four victory over the 49ers. They were my upset pick, cash that one. And the Rams just got obliterated by the Cardinals, yet they're still favored in this one. What's your guys' takeaway? Look, Sam, I'll let, I'll let you start this one off. Because um, you're your big Rams home. The Rams in a decisive bounce-back victory. Yeah, it's in, it's in a hostile environment, right? Always hard to play in Seattle. But – I just think, you know, Sean McVay, he's not going to want to go down in that direction, let things get carried away with, you know, back-to-back losses. I think they learned from what the mistakes they made against that Cardinals team. And so, you know, what spreads into two points, I like the Rams in a, in a comfortable lead over the Seahawks. Yeah, what's the no. score prediction? Uh, we'll go score <laughs> prediction last. What about you? What's Logan? Um, no, I, I, I think, I think you kind of got this, this one backwards. First of all, I am going to ride Seahawks plus two. If I, if I'm taking a spread pick, I think, I think they're going to get Chris Carson involved, right? They, he hasn't done much of anything, uh, early on in the year. I think I, I, when it, when all comes down to it, you mentioned that hostile crowd, right? Matt, Matt Stafford, and they, they don't have in any sort of ground game for the Rams. I, I think Russell Wilson's going to be all Houdini prime, prime Russell Wilson, Tyra Lockett. It's going to have a big game. Save, save this video for when Tyler Lockett has 150 and two touchdowns in this one. I would take C- Seattle plus two. So I guess I'm the tiebreaker here. And personally, I'm going to go with the Rams. I think the Rams, I like your, I like your argument, Logan, and I can't disagree with you. But my points here are the Rams have really made life tough on Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. And you'll see that in my video later today. I'm going to be talking about this game. And I just don't – Russell Wilson has struggled against the Seahawks. He's not looked all that good, and they really haven't won a lot of their recent games against the Rams. They're kind of winning – I don't know the exact record, but they're not winning a lot. They're losing a lot more than they win. And that was with Jared Goff. I think Matthew Stafford gets it right. Cooper Cup obviously should have a get-right game. Seahawks defense, not that great. Now you could say the Rams defense, not that great. They did not look good last week against the Cardinals, but you know what? I think Aaron Donald had one of the worst games of his career in that game, and I think he bounces back. He's going to be motivated. And if I had to pick a defense, I'd be banking on the Rams more so than the Seahawks. The Rams, obviously, have Jalen Ramsey. He's always been, you know, on DK Metcalf. That's going to be tough. Tyler Lockett's going to be the, the X factor, in my opinion. Tyler Lockett and Chris Carson. Can they get Chris Carson going? Because right now he's base garby two to Alex Collins, which is absolutely wild if you're a Chris Carson owner. I, I don't know what to tell you. I, it's, uh, I just shrug. I say, eh. Well, sorry, friend, but let's give a score prediction. Sam, you obviously are riding with the Rams. What's your score prediction? Rams over the Seahawks, 28-24. Yeah, I, I, was, I, was, I was going to do the, that exact score, but Seahawks, 28-24. Okay, and I'll ride with the Seahawks or the Rams. I'll say I don't want 28. Get that out of here. We'll go 31-20. to 20. I'll go 31-21. I think they get a decisive win on the road. I think the Rams are due or a big bounce back week after this got punked by the Cardinals. But any last thoughts for, uh, for week five or let's, we can wrap this show up. 
Finally, we, finally, we've got a good Thursday night game. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, they finally no, switched Jaguars, it over to Bengals. Fox, right? They finally, <laughs> is it Fox the one that does it now? They finally gave us a good one after they've been hitting us with Jaguars, Bengals every week. Yeah. But that'll do it for Thursday or for our weekly podcast. We'll be back next Wednesday. We appreciate you guys. If you're new to the channel, click that subscribe button. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. This has been Austin for Logan and Sam. This has been the Call on Our Shop podcast, and we'll catch you guys again next week. Peace out.